Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics, and on this podcast, we have explicit, honest, raw conversations about sex, pleasure, joy, and connection. Come on over to PleasureMechanics.com, where you will find all of the resources we have been generating for you since 2006. This is our 15th year in Pleasure Mechanics uniform, and this, my friends, is our 399th episode of the Speaking of Sex podcast. Wow. That's pretty amazing. (laughs) I remember when we started the podcast, Charlotte, and I said, oh, we have to number it 001, so there's room for a thousand. And you looked at me with these big eyes and it was like, yep, we're going there. So welcome to episode 399. If you have been with us for many years and you want to go deeper with us, you'll find all you need to do that at pleasuremechanics.com slash love. And if you're new to the show, do not worry. Do not feel overwhelmed by 15 years and 399 episodes of resources for you because we have them all lovingly curated for you in the sex index at our website at pleasuremechanics.com or simply go to pleasuremechanics.com free and join our free online course and we will get you started with our best resources so you can create a foundation in your life for more pleasure on your terms at your own pace. And that is the why of everything we do here at Pleasure Mechanics is to provide resources so you can bring these big ideas and theories and strategies into practice in your own life so you can explore what is real for you right now, right where you are in your erotic journey, in the seasons of your sexuality, we are here for you. You will find it all at pleasuremechanics.com. And we will continue on with your support. We want to remind folks that this is 100% community-supported erotic education. And so if you love what we do and you want to help us keep this our full-time job as it's been for 15 years, that's fucking amazing, Char. I know. Well done. High five from across the room. (laughs) Um, If you want to help us keep going, please come over to pleasuremechanics.com slash love and show us some love. On today's episode, we are continuing and concluding, perhaps for now, the Thrill series. For the past few episodes, we've been talking about erotic thrills and how to cultivate more thrill in your life. And you'll find it all at pleasuremechanics.com slash thrill. And so in today's episode, we are concluding the Thrill series by talking about intense sex versus extreme sex. Because in all of the conversations we've been having with you this past month and all of your responses to the episode, I noticed that there was a lot of jumping to the extreme without exploring the thrills of intensity. And let's break this down. What do we mean when we talk about intensity versus extremity and how we can cultivate the experience of intense, deep, profound, fulfilling, satisfying sex? without having to risk as much as we would while playing an extreme sport. Because that's what it is. It's the difference between intensity as a feeling state versus extreme as a condition of the thing itself. Whoa. Let's go in. 
every time we break down these words of what they mean in the embodied sense, like what they mean when we are experiencing them, we just have more that we can play with. We can figure out what we like, what we crave, what we want, and then we can communicate it more clearly and figure out what the two bodies or more want mm-hmm. to be playing, how they want to be playing together. So it's so valuable to understand understand these realms of sex and throughout this series we've been talking about sports as kind of a parallel metaphor for one way that we humans seek thrill and we've noticed that so thrill is a peak experience of pleasure with real or perceived risk and that risk pulls our full body into attention so we can experience the intensity of the moment with full awareness And within that realm of thrill, there's emotional thrills and intellectual thrills and physical thrills. And all of this parallels perfectly into the thrills we seek from sex, our erotic thrill-seeking nature as humans. Because notice that for very few people, it's enough just to have like a few penetrative strokes three times a year, and that's your sex life. We are wildly creative sexual beings. And that creativity comes out in our emotional dramas that we weave around sexuality. I mean, just think about how much poetry and song and culture is about the drama, the metadrama of sexual desire and attraction and want and loss, right? So it's the emotional drama and all of the risk and vulnerability there. It's the intellectual drama and the ideas around sex and the ways we explore sex the creativity we bring to it, and the vast range of things we do with our bodies. And so within this whole range of sexual thrills to be explored, there are intense thrills and there are extreme thrills. And differentiating these is really important, not only in getting specific about what we want, because just like some people love chess and other people love you know, skydiving, skydiving or climbing up rocks freeform or in within sexuality, some people love massage and some people love electrical play. Some people want deep, deep penetration and other people want mind games, right? There's all different ways to play with each other. So getting specific about what you want and what is at stake. And here's the deal. So intensity is about the degree, the force, the volume. And you can turn up the intensity on just about anything. You can have an intense conversation over a cup of coffee in a park and feel like completely at attention, completely lit up, completely fulfilled, right? We can drop into any human experience with more intensity. This is such a powerful point because when we know this, we can make things that we normally do like hugging kissing more intense and more we can feel more in them and we don't have to change the activities that we're doing and i want to just then point out that extreme sex extreme sports how extreme is defined there it's an outer edge of what is possible so when we talk about extreme sports it's like yeah you can kick a ball around a field or you can jump out of an airplane and skydive through canyons You know, you can sit and play chess or you can do free diving without an oxygen tank and go as deep under the ocean as possible and hope you come up gracefully, right? 
when we talk about extreme sports, what is indicated there is the outer edge of what is possible. And that comes with inherent risk and danger. And so if you don't have the right skills, training, equipment, conditions, and luck sometimes, what is risked is quite grave, right? You are risking injury, illness, or possibly even death. So that's how we talk about extreme sports. And we glamorize and make heroes out of those of us who are willing to devote their lives to develop the appropriate levels of skills to put their lives on the line. And even those of us who aspire to that, you might go skiing every single winter and do the double, triple black diamond decks, whatever they call it. And most of us have the wherewithal to know where our skill level puts us on the slopes. And we don't allow our friends or one another to arrive at the ski resort and go to the triple black diamonds. We suggest the bunny slopes with a teacher and you have the right equipment. And if you fall, it's not too far. And yet sexually, especially with the rise of online pornography and we have access to images and videos and sometimes even the experience of the most extreme kinds of sex, many of us rush to the extremes without hitting the bunny slopes and then we get hurt. And so part of this episode, what we want to encourage you to do is to really start playing with intensity Notice what extremes you might be attracted to. And if you want to start experiencing more extreme kinds of sex for the thrills, for the peak experiences of it, then how do we move towards that with getting the right training, the right equipment, the right companionship? Because very few extreme sports are played alone. That's also what's interesting is you need community and you need a lot of conversation in that community about what's safe. Because you can have all the right equipment, all the right training, and you still need to know the right moment to jump out of the plane. And some of that is only begotten through experience. And so often with extreme sports, there is mentorship. And okay, so let's just pause there for a moment and honor the difference between intensity and the extreme And notice how we can amp up our intensity without putting injury and risk of death on the line, like we do with some extreme sex. And that just has to be named. And more and more people are wanting to explore these kinds of sex without the right training and equipment and mentorship. I really want to encourage people to explore intensity as a way of building capacity for the more extreme things they want to do. And many people will find they don't need extreme risk at all to experience the amount of thrill and fulfillment they seek. So how do we make sex more intense? What do we mean by that? How do we turn the volume up to 11, as they say? Well, this is where we have to start by getting out of sex being a place of performance, but a place that we feel. And once we drop into our feelings, then a whole world opens up because Mm. we can move our feelings. We can allow it to be a space where it can be cathartic, where we can cry, where we can emote, where we can use sound to let our feelings out and our emotions. Like there's so many different ways we can explore feeling the intensity within ourselves together and be witnessed. (laughs) 
And it's then one of the cycle. things I think that drew us together and we're all thinking about our 15 years and in that love story right now. But um, we both really like intensity. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is we both are risk adverse, intensity seeking, erotic beings. And what we mean by that is we want to be fully there paying full attention and really drop into the moment as much as possible. And that is true when we're having full out fuckery sex and it is also true when we have a moment to have a quiet cup of coffee together. And sometimes I joke about this because you want it to be tantric coffee all the time. Um, but what you mean by that and your request and what's so beautiful is that you're like, let's be in this moment as deeply as possible. And so when we're talking about depth of engagement, there's a theory to support this. We did an episode about it, um, episode 239, Three Ways to Have More Fulfilling Sex. And in about 1984, this theorist came up with a depth of engagement theory, and he talks about different ways you can drop more into your experience. So I'll let you listen to that episode if you're interested, but really notice just in your life, when are you deeply engaged in an experience? And when are you kind of half there, half thinking about what you have to do next, kind of distracted, looking at your phone? That's a shallow engagement in life. And your attention is in many places at once versus focusing what, you know, a broad beam of attention into a single focus of attention allows you to drop in deeper. Some of our work requires this. You would hope when a surgeon is operating on you, they have a single point of attention. But the truth is the more experienced a surgeon gets, the more they allow their attention to wander and it can get dangerous. When we're having sex with one another, our hope is that we are in full attention as possible, that we have our focus on what we're doing and not on the past or the future, not on our shames or our shoulds, not on the performance And that is what makes really fulfilling, intense sex is just that focus of attention. And it's so simple. It's free, but it does need to be practiced again and again. It's so complicated. That is such a practice. And that is all of what we talk about on all of these other podcasts. How do we get rid of all of the things that get in the way that that prevent us from being 100% present? Because that that is a lifetime of work right there. And it does make so much available. It makes so much available. And any incremental change you make to increase your presence increases the experience of intensity and fulfillment that you can have in that moment. So it's always worth it. That's right. And this is something you can practice in and out of bed. How do you just bring more of your attention to the moment to drop in deeper? And by that we mean, and we start building the risk and the thrill in these different vectors, right? The emotional presence you're bringing, the physical presence, how much are you paying attention to your body and your feelings and your experiences, both sensory, what's coming at your body and from inside erotic interoception, paying attention to what you're feeling inside your body while you're having that conversation and that cup of coffee with your lover If you can bring your attention to that as the experience, it'll be more intense as a cup of coffee. But we're not talking about coffee. We're talking about sex and fucking. And when people want intense sex, how do we visualize that? Sometimes we're talking about amping up the emotional volume, right? 
look at me in the eyes, tell me you love me, like let us merge souls as we are fucking, that can get really intense, really intense to the point where like you see the cosmos intense. Sometimes you want to amp up the volume on the physical exertion, right? Like you just want to fuck or be fucked a little bit more intensely. There's more vigorous thrusting, there's sweat. You're just feeling your animal body. There's a gasp to it, right? Like intense sex for a lot of people. If you think about it in your head, maybe images will come to you that are clues about the kind of intensity you want. For a lot of people, there's a heaving, a sweatiness, a animalisticness that we don't allow ourselves all the time. And then with all of this, we need to ask ourselves, why? Why do we purposely leave the volume down? And I'm joking, you know, it's a geeky joke to say, turn it up to 11. But most of us don't live at an eight or a nine. You know, most of us are at a very, very almost muted volume with our sexualities. So no wonder we're craving more intensity. No wonder we want to turn up the volume. But what stops us is all of those inhibitions, all of that pressure on the brakes, right? And that's everything from the culture we live in to the shame and the shoulds and the fears. But we also have to acknowledge here, all sex is extreme in some way. All emotional intimacy is extreme in some way because it has an inherent risk to it. And throughout human history, birth has been a life or death event. And so reproductive sex specifically, intercourse, was an extreme event in people's lives. The risk of getting pregnant and then the risk of carrying that child and giving birth safely was a life or death event that didn't end well for a lot of people. So in our bones, we have an understanding that this is an extreme act, merging our biological spheres just with germs and viruses, as we all are aware of, is an extreme act. And so any sex falls in this spectrum and we can explore the very real thrills of opening up to one another without going to the extremes. But the extremes are also kind of fun. And when we look to the extremes of sex, what do we see? We see very intense emotional, intellectual, and physical exertion, often with really cool toys and really fun, thrilling experiences for everyone involved. This is maybe the topic of another episode entirely, but, you know, to throw some images in there, like some people start feeling like sex is extreme when we get to things like anal sex, right? Or face sitting, like that is extreme for some people. And then we get into fisting and big penetration. We get into spanking and impact play. We bring out the paddles and the floggers. We bring out the sharp tools and the pinchy tools, we bring out the emotional games of power exchange. We bring out the intellectual games of role playing and the dramas, right? We have all of these tools to start playing at the extremes all the way to, you know, setting one another on fire, lighting one another up with electrical play, piercing one another with needles, cutting one another open with knives, mummifying one another in saran wrap, hanging one another from the ceiling, taking one another's breath away. All of these things that are life-threatening events, we do it on purpose and get off on it. 
Why? Because it's extreme. It's thrilling. And to go up to that edge with another human being, with all of the trust, awareness, and training and consent in place for you to feel some semblance of safety underneath you and then give yourself over to that experience of being opened up in these extreme ways is absolutely thrilling. And many of us are aching to turn up the intensity of our lives, of our sex lives, but we don't do it by throwing ourselves down the triple black diamond slope. We do it by noticing the snow, noticing we enjoy speed, exploring the bunny slopes for as long as we need to under the safety and care of a guided instructor, right? Like we know how to do this in other realms of our lives. So let's give ourselves the luxury and the safety and the comfort of doing that in our sex lives. And the support, because with the support, all of that can open up. But it is, it is dangerous to do without it. It's dangerous out there. Don't go it alone. <laughs> I'm full of like 90s <laughs> geeky references today. Um, it is. And we can provide some of that support through our online resources, through all of the free podcasts, through our courses. Uh, many years ago when Fifty Shades of Grey came out, we heard from so many of you like, yes, this is what I want. I want kinky sex, but I know that this book is not how to do it. Um, We came out with our first erotic spanking course and then the kinky sex course to start walking you through how we approach some of this. And the kinky sex course, for example, is 25 guided date nights that ask you to get really specific about what you want and then baby step you into having these experiences of giving and receiving sensation, giving and receiving power exchange. If you're going to walk towards the triple black diamonds of kinky sex, we want to be there to greet you at the bunny slopes. And you can figure out if you even like to ski before you get on the triple black diamonds. You might find you want snow tubing instead, or you might be really happy in front of the fire in the lodge with a really great book. And that's where you will find me (laughs) at the ski lodge. And then we can play a thrilling game of chess and have an amazing conversation and have just as fulfilling a day because it's specific to who you are. Mm. And that's the thing. There are no shoulds in this. It is not sexier or cooler to set one another on fire than it is to fuck one another really beautifully while saying I love you than it is to masturbate alone under a tree after reading a great book. All of those things are valid expressions of sexuality for different people at different times. I love all three at different moments in my sexuality and perhaps you do too. We all have such a wide range of possibility within us But what we don't have to settle for is living at a muted volume. We don't have to settle for having a sex life that is hushed because of the culture around us. We can start finding ways to bring up the volume, explore more intense sex, a more intense experience emotionally, intellectually, physically, within our own bodies. You don't need even another person to do this. This is all contained within us. We can have the most intense, fulfilling, beautiful experiences on our own terms. And I want to emphasize that again. That can be being paddled into your black and blue or literally meditating on a beach and feeling the waves wash over you until you shudder in cosmic pleasure. 
both are intense, beautiful experiences that are available to us. So what do you want right now to feel more satisfied? That's the only question we're asking. Mm. And if you want to explore more intensity, does it look like, like, where are your edges? What feels risky to you right now, solo or with another person or multiple people? Because that is where you'll find your vulnerability and that is where you'll find some thrill. Mm -hmm. And that really can be explored solo and beyond. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And please, can we be gentle and kind with ourselves as always with this? Because it is intensely emotional. There's so much around it. And it is hard to sustain a level of presence at an 11 for all of your life. That is that is hard that is it's maybe impossible but can we desirable right you don't want to be that aware in the line at the grocery store you can drop the volume in that moment or the stench in the subway (laughs) but perhaps playing and exploring your body and sex is a place where you choose to bring more attention and intensity to experience more aliveness and interest and depth of engagement just for your own enjoyment of life well that's right you get to choose when you amp up the intensity when you stay present and when you tap out a bit sometimes I say to you I don't want a township cup of coffee right now I'm good I'm just doing my crossword puzzle I'm fine and my attention is elsewhere and then you know to do your own thing sex when we're coming together is usually a place we're asking for mutual attention and if not we should be able to say that I can't be with you in this way right now Or I'm only available for a three or four. Like I can't get that intense, but I can help you, you know, jerk off and give you a little assist. We need to have a language around this. So one person isn't there craving the intensity Mm -hmm. and feeling alone in the erotic experience. Because that's what I hear from a lot of you. And the thing with thrill and risk is these states change. And if one person is in fear or distraction, it can really affect the person wanting to experience thrill and focus, right? Like you want your hiking buddies to be as focused on the trail as you are. And especially if they're holding the rope that attaches you to the mountain, like you're asking for their focus so you can have an experience and that kind of belay relationship and rock climbing is um, a nice metaphor for a lot of kinky sex where one person gets taken on a journey But you're asking for your partner's attention and focus and skills to take you there. And that's an honor. But how do we have that relationship without practicing how to be really attentive and focused with one another? And we can bring this to things like oral sex, massage, holding hands at the restaurant, the simplest intimate moments. If we really drop in and bring more attention there, can be so beautiful and this is practice towards amping up the intensity in all the other arenas right and so we shouldn't minimize it you know I joke about tantric coffee but that is a way we practice so we can be really focused with each other in the full-out symphony of our sex so we know this is a big conversation and we have touched a lot of different pieces of it we want to give you permission to crave more intensity There's nothing wrong with you. It doesn't mean that you're over-focused on sex. Humans enjoy intensity in the arenas that they like. A lot of us bring a lot of intensity to our food. 
or our games, any games. Right. Look at all of the different places, politics. People are intense about things that they like and that they're focused on, they're passionate about. And we want to give you permission to be intense about sex because our sex phobic culture tells us if you focus too much on it, you have an addiction, you're a pervert, you have the wrong values, right? But really, so much of wanting intense sex is wanting to feel deeply, connect deeply, and have beautiful human experiences. So we give you full permission to bring more intensity to your sex life. Think more about sex, read more about sex, listen to more sex podcasts, educate yourself about sex, and start feeling more intensely the moments where your eroticism feels alive. Mm. Drop in more deeply to your sexual experiences wherever they are now and see what is there for you. And wherever you're at, we have a resource for you. We've been at this for 15 years now. So we have 399 podcast episodes indexed for you in our sex index. We have nine online courses, everything from our free survivors toolkit for all survivors of sexual harm because sometimes when you drop in, there's a lot there to feel, and we're there for you in that too. To our best-selling foreplay mastery course that teaches you how to drop in to erotic touch, our couples massage course that shows you how to pamper every inch of your lover's body, and massage is one of the best ways to practice intensity. It's so safe. It's so incredibly nourishing and pleasurable within your relationship and then we have online courses that guide you in the thrills of erotic spanking of kinky sex of anal play wherever you're looking to expand your erotic horizons we are here for you if you can't find what you're looking for simply go to pleasuremechanics.com join our newsletter and we can be in direct email touch and i will send you personally curated resources and say hello when you email us you are emailing us directly it is just charlotte and i we have been the pleasure mechanics for 15 years we do it all in-house this is our love letter to the world so thank you for being here with us for 399 episodes for 15 years now we love you we are grateful for you and we are so honored to be here for you so you can experience more pleasure joy and connection in this lifetime Mm. yes yes i'm chris i'm charlotte we are the pleasure mechanics wishing you a lifetime of pleasure